You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Hello! Welcome everyone to episode 37 of Twitch Tales. Dream date. Where did we end off in episode 36? Well, episode 36 started with us out in the Lannis Woods facing off against a green dragon boar. And as we uh, as we shot it with an arrow and retreated into the bush, um, casting Hunter's Mark on it in the process, we readied to make our escape, just as our friend Briar, the uh, halfling druid, spoke with plants and asked them to help with the, with entangling this creature and trying to slow it down, making the pl- making the area of the forest difficult terrain around it. She then wild-shaped herself into a, a, a warhorse, and uh, we mounted her and m- made good our escape as it chased us down. And not only did it chase us down, but it sent after us a friend of its, uh, a friend, maybe even half-sibling of it, um, the half-green dragon bat that it had been speaking with prior to our arrival. Breathing smoke on us, breathing poisonous gas on us from afar, um, we managed to sustain only a a very small amount of damage, uh, being that we are a hardy dwarf with a high constitution and resistance to poison. We took very little damage, I think only four hit points from memory. Um, And uh, and because of a number of different um, successful attempts to escape, we we managed to uh, outrun it uh, while taking out the half-green dragon bat in the process. Um, killing it dead with a crush of the war, hooves, uh, war horse's hooves. We made it all the way back to Fondurg, having uh, shouted at it uh, on our retreat, uh, our master will hear of this in Draconic, um, intimidating and deceiving it into potentially thinking that we work for a much more powerful dragon somewhere in the forest. So we retreated off to Fondurg, and when we arrived, we uh, we went straight to the Knights of Kavosna. We told them about what we'd discovered and what we'd done. Uh, we filled them in on the information there. Then we went to a mask sh- uh, a mask shop. We went to a hunting shop to um, uh, replace our our missing net. We met the owner of this hunt, the owner operator of this hunting shop, um, a woman a woman by the name of Sam. Uh, and she was, it, it became quite clear while we were there that she was flirting with us. And so when we were haggling for a price of this new net that we bought, that you can see in our inventory below me, we decided to, um, we decided to flirt back and ask her on a date. Uh, she knocked off three silver from the price for, for our flirtatious behaviour and then, uh, and, and our promise of taking her out on a date. Um, and she... And, and we left to go to the uh, the headquarters of the PEA, the Penkampur and Emgelshed, the Druid Grove, um, the, the Druid um, faction. We filmed, filled them in on all the details of everything we'd learned, um, and then we headed back to town just in time for our date. That's where we're starting today. We're, um, as Apis uh, has grabbed a, a, a small bushel, a small bushel, a bunch, a small bunch of flowers, a small bouquet of flowers from the greenhouse on their way back. Um, remind me, somebody, if we have 
Inspiration or Lucky Horseshoe. I think we used both of them in the fight, but I could be mistaken. Uh, what, not trying to be rude, what does non-binary mean in the terms of like dating any gender? So uh, your gender and your sexuality are not necessarily linked together. Your gender is that you're not non-binary, which all, all it means for APIS is that they don't consider themselves either male or female. Uh, they use them, they pronouns. Um, and that's that's the how they identify. As for the uh, as for APIS's sexuality, it's never been decided before, but with this many people controlling APIS's mind, I imagine they're probably somewhat in the uh, in the in the in the middle of the bi binary spectrum of sexuality, uh, somewhat pansexual perhaps, or somewhere in that range. I'm not exactly sure. It's up to you guys to decide, really. Pretty sure you've used both. Yes, I'm pretty sure you used both during the fight. Uh, and your maximum HP you can see up there is 45, but your current HP I think is just 41. We used um, we used uh, we, we we lost. Uh, a few hit points, but only a little bit during that fight. Yep, Apis could be asexual, could be whatever you really want it to be, whatever whatever the uh, the hive mind decides, I suppose. I wondered if it uh, when we were first creating Apis, I wondered if their uh, their sexuality would ever come up in 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 game. But here we are, thirty seven episodes in, and Apis's first romantic date. All right. So um, we arrive. Uh, well, uh, I think I think I ended off the session with us like uh, picking Sam up from the uh, the shop. But um, I think I'll retcon just a little bit and say that you're on the way back. You you've just arrived back in town with your um, with your bunch of flowers, um, but you've got a little bit of time to actually like prepare for the date if you wanted to do anything in preparation. Do you, does Apis want to like clean up? You've you've been fighting a. A green dragon today and you haven't had a chance to actually bathe or or put down your equipment you're still adventuring with a bow and a, a sword and uh all of these you know arrows and a backpack full of adventuring equipment do you, do you actually want to freshen up before the date or do you just want to go as is probably a good idea to have a shower yes so in a town the size of fondurg about population of a thousand give or take um Wash up the poison breath. Probably, yeah. Probably wouldn't smell too good covered in poison breath. Um, so we, uh, in a town the size of Fondurg with about a thousand people or so, there would be a bathhouse. There'd be probably a couple of bathhouses. Uh, bathhouses in my world are a place of worship uh, to the god, uh, the goddess of um, virginality and purity and uh, and cleanliness and all ma manner of things in that sort of uh, portfolio. Uh, a goddess by the name Ser Serani. Is this our first shower? <laughs> it might be. I think Apis has cleaned before at some point in their life, but but not in game. I don't think. Do we need to book a room again at the library place? If you intend to, uh, if you intend to stay at the same inn, um, you should probably book a room there. Yes. All right. So we're going to. Uh, are we going to go get a uh, a room at the tattered uh, the tattered page again, just so we've got somewhere booked in for where we can actually sleep tonight? You don't want to be camping out in the woods with half dragons around. That is probably smart, yes. And drop off our gear as well. If we've actually booked out a room at the tavern, it means we've got somewhere that we can actually leave our gear. All right. Any objections to going to book? Uh, do we have time? I, yeah, I, I'll say we have time. It's probably like 5 p.m. or so, and she said uh, that she finishes work whenever the sun goes down, whenever the shop's closed. So it's kind of an, a, a flexible end time. As long as you're there before dark, she'll probably still be there.
Right, so no objections. So uh, Apis heads off to the tattered page then. So this was, uh, for anyone who did, missed that episode, uh, this is a uh, an inn slash restaurant tavern in town um, that is run by someone who used to be an acolyte to Fifka, uh, one of the knowledge gods, a god of learning and writing and teaching and language and a few other things of that domain. Um, and uh, this acolyte Fifka, Andrea, runs this this uh, inn and in tavern uh, that's almost as much of a library as it is an inn because she has just a huge private collection of books that she allows her patrons to read as long as they don't damage them or leave with them. Um, so we head there. We uh, we negotiate a, uh, a price on a, a room. Um, and again, I'll put it to you guys. What do you want? What sort of... Uh, room do you want? We've got squalid, poor, modest, comfortable, wealthy or aristocratic. At this place she wouldn't have any rooms that are squalid and she wouldn't have any that are aristocratic. She might have one wealthy room uh, but she's got poor, modest, comfortable or wealthy. I think we went modest before. Modest, modest, modest. Yeah, most people say modest and a modest is three silver pieces. I will say it's a little less than that because that's quite uh, still quite steep for a modest room. Uh, I'll say it's two silver for the night. Um, so she is going to charge you two silver. I'll say three. Oh, she, she asks when you book a room. If you want a meal, she can include that in the price. But you're going to go elsewhere for the meal probably. Or maybe come, maybe come back here for the meal afterwards and pay for that separately. Um, so I will just pay for the room off your silver right now and the um, the uh, washroom is part of part of the um, the price uh, for a modest room the washroom would be a um, a shared a shared facility so she gives us the key again and uh, we head off to our, our room to drop off our, our belongings our bags and weapons and things whatever you decide you would want to drop off um, and then you head back to uh, the shared facility, the shared washroom area, and find a little um, a stall within the uh, bathroom, and clean yourself off uh, for the next hour or so. Apis has a a, a wash, um, gets into some some cleaner clothes. We don't actually have extra clothes in our inventory, but I imagine Apis has got like one set of extra clothes. Maybe <laughs> Apis has got the cl the set that they wear, and then another one set maybe for. When when they have to change out, I suppose, or when when one of them is washing the other, when one of, when Apis is washing one set of clothes, the the other set is what they're wearing. So I imagine I'll say for now <laughs> that Apis has one set of, uh, and they're both basically traveler clothes. Like they're both they're both um, not tatty. Like the Apis would keep good um, main maintenance on them, I'm sure. Um, but they're they're well worn clothes. It's not like you have fancy clothes if you had. If you, if you wanted to go and buy some smart clothes, you might be able to. Is there time to buy smart clothes? Let's have a look. Let's give it a roll now. Now that we're pushing our luck a little bit, we've gone, we've taken the time to walk back to the... Uh, let's give it a percentage chance. Um, 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 how do I want to do this? I imagine it's around half past five-ish. So the chances that somebody's shutting is pretty likely. Uh, that is... Yeah, the, by the time you, uh, you you figure by the time you get ready and go around round town trying to find a tailor uh, to buy some nice clothes, the chances are that you'll have a hard time actually finding one that's open. You can always try, but it's it's pushing on in the day enough now that you probably can't afford the time to buy new clothes. 
Oh no, can we borrow clothes? Um, I mean, from whom? Do we need pretty clothes? I'd say no. We don't need to buy clothes. She likes us as rough and ready ranger. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Does the ta tavern library loan out clothes? <laughs> Probably not, from your experience with how libraries or, or taverns work. Would we want to keep another set of clothes with us to travel with? Possibly. I want to say that Sam was like into us even though we hadn't showered in the in the in weeks and weeks and we were covered in poison breath and all sorts of nonsense. That is what we were looking like when Sam first flooded with us, so it's she's obviously okay with it. Scrub up our armor while we're getting cleaned up, that'll do for nice clothes. Sam was attracted to us for being a hunter. So you want to wear your armor to the the, uh, the date, Sparrow? What do you guys think? 60% of you say yes, wear the armor to the date. All right, so I'm just gonna roll, uh, it's been, I mean, it's relatively new armor, although you did get it off of a dead manticore. Um, no, it wasn't a dead manticore, it was, it, was, uh, it was new armor that was in a, in the supplies from the manticore, which has been turned into, so I don't even need to roll for it. it is the, you've had it so little time already uh, since, since you got the armor that it doesn't take much work at all to freshen it up. You get it back to as fresh as it can be, really. Um, and you clean yourself up nicely, uh, wash your hair, whatever, um, and uh, get into your spare, spare change of clothes. And then you put your studded leather armor back on the top. And how about the weapon? Should we take should we take any sort of a weapon with us? I'll make another poll for that. What do most people in town carry? Most people in a town like this would carry a personal a personal weapon of some kind, maybe a um, maybe just a, a single knife or something. It's, it's usually just either for immediate self defense or for utility. Like in a time in in medieval times, you wouldn't get cutlery given to you at a restaurant necessarily. You'd get you'd carry your own uh, meat your own meat knife for cutting up your meat and things like that. So most people it wouldn't be uncommon at all for most people to have some kind of a knife on them. All right, 54% of you saying, yes, just take your hunting knife. Cool. Uh, so we're going to leave our bow and our, our long sword behind so it's not too intimidating. We don't look like an, we're trying to be a knight of Kavosna or something. But we're not completely unarmed. We've got a hunting knife on us in case things go down. Um, okay, so we're going to go in our armor. We're going to go with a hunting knife. Uh, what else do we need to know? Um, uh, new pole. Do we leave our bag behind? Yes or no? So our bag is all of this stuff, bedroll, net, caltrops, herbalism kit, rations, uh, empty vials, everything but the hunting knife, obviously. Um, things that are small, like the lucky horseshoe and maybe a vial of healing potion, we can kind of have in our pockets if necessary. But all of the big stuff like the herbalism kit and the net and the bedroll and the rope, they would all be in our bag. How likely will it get stolen? That's up to you guys to kind of decide. Like how how much uh, security do you expect there to be do you put anything in do you, you could always hide the bag in your room somewhere in case it gets broken into the inn i have described as being relatively nice it's not a squalid place and it's not rowdy it's a very quiet out of the way inn is the room secure it's got a key to open the door but i mean there's only so much security that a key offers in a world where there's rogues with plus 20 to their, um, their pick, lock picking and things 76 percent of you saying yes we're going to leave our bag behind cool so on the um on this this uh this date uh we're going to have our lucky horseshoe we're going to have our our um uh hunting knife and we might have 
is there anything else small from this list that you would want to take in your pocket just to just to make sure that you've got it on you healing potion bone dice do you want to take those bone dice take the healing potions all right so we take these we take these two vials of uh, of half healing potions that we've got fancy says we should keep the bone dice on us what does everybody else think about that that keep the bone dice keep the bone dice keep the bone dice i don't see anybody saying leave the bone dice so we'll keep the bone dice on us um, it does come in like a wooden a wooden box, so it's not the smallest of things, but it'll take up one whole pocket from, for that. Uh, a couple of healing potions uh, in the other pocket, um, and our hunting knife in a in a hunting knife uh, sheath on our belt. Yes, we used all three of them. Healing on Melf the third. Okay, yeah, we used a, hunt, uh, a Zephyr Strike, a Cure Wounds, and a, and a, a, hunt, a Hunter's Mark. Let's make a let's make an official poll for it. Take the dice? Question mark. Seventy-eight percent of you saying yes. Take the dice. If if not just to have them, but just more more so that you just don't leave them behind. Uh, does anyone want to take the panpipes? They won't fit in a pocket, but you can hold them in your hand. If the date starts going badly, we'll ask if they want to hear a song. <laughs> it's a good get out of get out of the date free. Start playing the panpipes for them. All right, fifty-seven percent of you decide not to take the panpipes. So apers. Looks in their bag, looks at the band pipes. Nah, probably not. <laughs> Puts them back again. Closes up the bag, uh, places the bag hidden in the room somewhere. I'm going to make a, uh, would it be sleight of hand or stealth? Like, are you stealthily trying to do something? Are you sleight of handing? How? What would be a disguise check? A intelligence-based stealth check that's what it's going to be it's going to be an intelligence-based stealth check meaning that you will get a plus three from your intelligence and because you're proficient in stealth over there it's going to be a plus two from that as well so it's going to be a plus five on our stealth check because it's not dexter it's not about how dexterous you can be to be stealthy here it's about how intelligently you can place it in the room somewhere that people won't look for it if they break in so you're going to hide your bag as as well as well as well you can that's a 12. 12 plus 5 is 17. 17 stealth uh, on hiding your belongings in the room somewhere. So let's say you uh, there's a there's a, a, a floorboard that's loose that you notice uh, you've noticed in the couple of times you've been into the room so far, um, and it, and it kind of it rocks a little bit, and so you move aside the bedside table and you, to get to the thing you get your hunting knife and pry up the floorboard, put your bag in there and place it down again. Easy peasy not the most secure place if anybody is particularly proficient in investigating a room for valuables they'll probably find it with a 17 but on a cursory glance it will it will beat any passive investigation if somebody just breaks in just to look around for something to steal though they won't see it at least uh yeah we we hide our weapons in there as well we hide uh, the bow and arrows and the um the sword and everything in there as well yeah we've put the we've put the bedside table back on over the top of the board Cool. Um, leave the herbalism kit out and the books as a decoy. Oh yeah, that could be smart. If somebody breaks in looking for something to steal and there's absolutely nothing to steal, that's when they might actually start investigating. That's pretty smart, fancy. Uh, so we grab out one of our books, a couple of our books, um, and since, since books can be quite um, expensive in this world, um, we we place them out on the bedside table. One of them, we put place it open as if we've been half reading it at night. Um, and leave out a couple of the a couple of the lesser uh, less expensive items from our herbalism kit, and leave those out um, on a on the sort of personal table at the end of our bed, just so it looks like we've been doing something there. And with that, 
it's starting to get dark, so we better get to this hunting shop. Oh, she's going to have left already. I'm going to roll a, a preparation check, just a general preparation check. It's going to be charisma-based, and if you are proficient in disguise kit or anything, if you were proficient in, like, makeup kits or anything that would uh, play in here, then now's the time to argue it. No Wraith, we're not getting a forest bonus. Um, but this is just to just to see how well we brush up, essentially. We're, how, how well we sort of maintain our hair and sideburns and... Uh, and, and and that sort of thing. So it's just going to be a straight uh, straight charisma check. <laughs> Fancy that idea was very inspiring. <laughs> Thank you, Batmurp. Yes, that idea was very inspiring. Here you go. <laughs> All right. So let's do a plus one charisma check. Eighteen. Look at that. Eighteen plus one. Nineteen. Nineteen on the brushing up check. We're looking fairly well. We're feeling feeling smart about it. Um, you may notice that we don't have any perfumes or soaps in our um, in our in our inventory. Uh, those are items that you can buy in the adventurers kit. You can buy soaps and perfumes if you want them. Um, I'm assuming that they had soap in the in the communal wash house, uh, but they wouldn't have had perfumes because that's quite expensive. So we haven't put on anything nice smelling, but we at least don't smell like poisonous breath anymore from the dragon that that spewed on us. And we grab the uh, grab the, we we head out of our our room. Oh, forget one second. Go back in. Grab the the bunch of flowers that we put on the side. We did steal soap from the Tori's uncle after the gobos killed him. Yes, we did actually. Well, well remembered. We do. We actually do have soap. <laughs> we don't stink. <laughs> Win. <laughs> and then we head to the hunting shop. Don't believe I ever actually named her hunting shop, did I? Did I give her a name? Let's have a look at my notes here. Places. No, I don't actually. I didn't name. I didn't name Sam's hunt. Sam's hunting shop. What do you guys think it should be called? Hunting spot. I quite like the hunting spot. I'm going with that one. You head to the hunting spot, uh, and as you're getting there, it looks like there's no uh, lights on inside, and it's closed up. And you think, oh dear, I'm a bit late. But you knock on the the, the glass front door anyway. Um, and then there's a, a light starts to shine into the um, the main area of the shop from the door that's opened up at the back of the shop, uh, letting letting some candlelight um, spin out from there. Is Mel third wheeling? Yeah, that was actually another poll I was going to ask, wasn't I? I was going to ask on the I was going to ask in in the preparatory stage for the date. Does Mel come along? So with sixty percent of the vote, uh, Apis decides yes, Mel is going to come along for this date. So Mel has popped by, uh, buzzed by as we were preparing for the date, uh, attracted by our bunch of, a bunch of flowers, um, and uh, Mel's Mel's sort of like perched on on our shoulder as we as we've knocked on the door. Uh, I can I can just visualise that actually now, just uh, from Sam's perspective, coming out into the shop and looking through the the glass front door of the thing with the closed sign right on the door, and Apis barely barely around the side of that, being like four foot something, and then a, 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 a bee on the shoulder with a bunch of flowers in the hand and like a, a an attempt at like a, a parting in the hair or something. <laughs> Sam comes walking uh, walking over to us. Um, she's wearing a different um, outfit than we saw her in before. Uh, she's wearing one that has um, large um, puffy bits uh, to the upper arm, uh, but bare shoulders, uh, and then straps around the neck down to a um, 
down to the front and a dress down to the the, the ground. Um, and as she walks forwards towards the door, it's a it's a sort of a uh, a lighter um, what's the word aqua? It's like a lighter aqua color uh, dress. Um, and she walks she walks forwards, uh, and as she walks, you can uh, actually make a perception check. What's your perception? Plus four. Uh, oh yeah, eighteen. So with an eighteen perception, you can see that uh, underneath the dress, um, she's got uh, like hunting boots on. <laughs> She, she, as as uh, as as pretty as she looks from the uh, the upper half, it seems maybe she doesn't have pretty shoes to wear, or maybe the shoes don't fit her, or what have you. So she's she's put on a dress, but she's still got um, practical shoes on for walking about town. Much in the same situation as us, wearing the best that we have. Yeah, pretty much seems like it. So she uh, she comes over and opens the door for us and says, um, "I was uh, did I give her a voice before? What sort of voice did she have?" Oh yeah, no, I remember. I was, um, I was, I was wondering if you'd, you'd show up. You took your time. <laughs> you see, oh, sorry, I was getting ready. Um, over to you guys. What do you want to do? Where do you want to take her? What do you want to say? The the date is yours. Compliment her. Um, that's a very pretty dress you've got. She says, oh, thank you. And she gives a little, gives a little twirl. Um, yeah, it's, it's very nice. It's, uh, it works well with um your. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, roll a compliment check. Plus your charisma. Not one. <laughs> Not one. You go. It goes well with the the uh, the stuff and the the, uh, the the dress and your your face. It goes well. And uh, here, these are for you. <laughs> Hand up the flowers. And she. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna roll to see if she is uh, is she, whether she finds it endearing that your compliment was shit or whether she's. Uh, somewhat insulted by it okay uh with your insight you've got a plus two insight uh which would be passive enough to um to tell that she found it somewhat endearing that your your compliment was not a good compliment do you know of any nice do you know of any uh nice restaurants around and she says i i thought you were going to take me to dinner your the idea of you taking me to dinner is that you you decide where we're going right I, I I suppose I can, but you live here, um, and I don't uh, I, I don't live here. So, do we, where uh, if you want, if you've got a place that you like to eat, uh, we could we could eat there. Did you have given the flowers? Yeah, we've given the, the flowers. Your dress matches the curtains. <laughs> Every date I've ever been on. <laughs> she takes the flowers from us and says. Oh, these are very pretty. Um, I'm gonna roll a. Let's see. She'd be good at nature. Oh wow, yeah. So she knows exactly what flowers they are and where they grow. So from that insight check, <laughs> she goes. Did you get these from the from the greenhouse to the south? Is it? Uh, what do you say? Do you, do you tell her? Do you tell her that you got advice? You got you got g given advice from uh, Polyneth? Um <laughs> Say yep, yep. Uh, yes, yeah, I did. <laughs> Polythan, um Polythans, she can be uh, such a um, she can be such a nosy person at times, but it, I suppose it pays off. She certainly knows which flowers I like. <laughs> she gives them a sniff. 
Oh, they're nice. Um, I'll put them... Should I bring them? No, I, I suppose I'll put them somewhere in the shop. G- just give me a second to go and find a vase. Um, and she walks back off to the front room, leaving you in the shop front. You hear something clatter, uh, clack together, and then and then she uh, scrapes some uh, glass against wood and comes back out, and she's got a, a, a large vase. She puts the... Uh, she she's, um, puts the flowers in. She says, I'll have to add water to those um, uh, tonight when we get back. Um, but let's go. Uh, let's go. I'm getting I'm getting hungry. The um, uh, Polithon said you're uh, you're lovely, by the way, when I said who it was that I was going out with tonight. <laughs> Is that right? Yes, well, Polithon's a lovely person as well. I've, I'm, I'm very glad to have met her. Um, she helped me a lot in the early days. Panic. My brain's frozen to think of a reply. It's not even me. <laughs> Try to fix out the hair in the window reflection. <laughs> yeah, let's roll to let's roll a um a nervous like you did okay on the on the preparatory uh, stage, but no matter how well you think you are doing, given a chance when you're left alone, <laughs> you're gonna try and touch it up, and it might make it worse. 11. 11 plus your preparatory check, so 12 total. Uh, so so we, we like move something across, and then by the time she comes back we've kind of like still got like a stray a stray hair or two because we didn't we sort of tried to touch up something that didn't really need to be touched up in the first place. So um, I thought we could maybe go for a walk, just stop when we see a place that we fancy. Alright, sure. Who's this, by the way? And she says to uh, Mel, who's now uh, buzzed off and landed on one of the, um, the, the uh, one of the surfaces in the shop. Ah, uh, that's my friend Mel. Um, Mel is my giant bee. Uh, she's she's uh, a companion. She helps me in in situations where I'm in danger. She's quite a, a handy in a fight. Um, you don't speak Sylvan, do you? Uh, I don't think she does. Let's have a look. Been a hunter all her life. I don't think she would speak Sylvan, but let's give it a chance. Let's give it a. Let's give it a chance of. Okay, no. She says no. I'm afraid not. And you say, all right. Well, I I converse with her in Sylvan, so. Um, you don't you you don't mind, do you? She says no, not at all. I, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen a, a, a giant animal like this. Um, she's okay with new people. See, uh, yes, uh, yes, she, she's fine. Mill, and uh, you call her over, and she flies over and sort of lands on your shoulder. But being that she's like a pig, her front legs are kind of on your shoulder, and the back legs kind of come down your back. She's sort of hanging off your shoulder. Um, she's not as weighty as an actual pig would be, given that she's her body is designed to be uh, relatively light, so that her wings can actually support her. Um, but you feel the the weight as she lands, and then. Um, uh, you say to Mel in, in Sylvan, um, this is uh, my new friend Sam. Um, she says she's it's been a while since she's seen someone of your size, so uh, we're going to go out and get some food together. And then she goes, oh, that, is, uh, that is nice. I like the colour of her dress. Um, it, it looks like a, a, a bluebell. Um, she buzzes in French, yeah. And you re- translate that to Sam. She says your dress is very pretty. It looks like some blue flowers. Oh, that's that's very nice, and gives Mel a little bit of a twirl as well. Could we teach Sam to say hello in Sylvan? Uh, sure, yeah, you can you can do that. So you say, um, if you want to say hello, uh, it's, uh, it's 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 the word, uh, and Sylvan in my world is based on French, so it would be 
Um, let's come up with something that's not exactly French, but something similar. Binjou. I think. Just so it's vaguely French sounding, but unique. Uh, you say binjou. Uh, binjou. Um, and she, she tries it. Let's give her an attempt at getting the accent right. She takes her a few times. She didn't do it exactly right, but uh, you, you explain the different, the, the subtle sort of enun um, pronunciations so, and the fact that it's got like silent letters in there that you can't, that some mostly silent, but there's like a, there's just a hint of like breathy aspiration to them. And tries her best and uh, there you go. Um, she, before long, she's said hello to Mel and Mel has replied. Neither. So, um, let's get some food. Uh, you walk out of the shop, she locks up behind, takes the keys. Um, uh, I was going to say puts it in a pocket, but dresses don't have pockets. It's a fantasy world. Maybe, maybe, maybe the biggest fantasy in this world is that dresses come with pockets in them. Um, I reckon, uh, not in a nice dress. In most of most of Sam's dresses would probably have pockets, uh, but in a nice pockets, in a nice dress like this one, she probably does. She puts in a boot. Yes, yeah, it goes, goes. So she she lifts up her dress and slips the key down the side of her boot. Did we ask Sam if it's okay that Mel's there? Yes, we did, and Sam said it's fine. So we uh, we start to walk through town. What do you guys think to um, what might what might catch Apis's? Uh, fancy this evening. Um, it's a relatively sizable town. It's not that close to um, any r any lakes or the ocean, so there wouldn't be lakes, lake or ocean fish. Uh, you are pretty close to a, a mountain river, though, like a, a river that comes from the mountains. So there would be river fish. Um, so if you so there's probably like one fishing shop, uh, one fishery in town that would sell uh, fish meals, but only sell like river fish meals. Um, there'd be plenty of places that sell um, various different uh, herd animals and uh, hunting animals though there'd be venison restaurants and restaurants that have um, uh, beef and and lamb and what have you uh, there'd be lots of lots of places to eat of various different various different kinds uh, various different classes as well that part of apis wants some steak fancy is there a good place for the sunset uh, let me think Whereabouts are you? Sitting in the east, uh, rising in the east, sitting in the west. So the, from from the location of Fondurg, there are there is a huge mountain range to the east, and then there is a big forest to the west. So neither one would have the greatest of of views. Uh, if you went to the very west of, if you went to the very east of Fondurg, that would be the highest elevation in town because you'd be f further up the foothills of the mountains. And so you'd you might get some nicer view of the sun setting over the forest, the Giftigald forest. Um, yeah, you you'd, you'd know all of that, being that you're an outlander and a ranger. You'd know how to tell the sun and things. So if you wanted to, the best chance of seeing the sunset, you'd probably go to the eastern part of the city, this town. The the Deer's Delice Game Restaurant, mm, nice. Or the Deer's Delicacy, is that what you'd say? Wild game, mead, stew. Go a little bit upscale. We're not broke and it won't break the bank. Yeah, just to give you some context for pricing of foods and things that Apis would know, having lived 53 years now. Um, a meal, a comfortable meal, would be five silver pieces per person. 
That would be very. I would probably increase all of these in my own game, like up one step. So a comfortable meal would probably be like three silver pieces per person. Um, a wealthy meal would be like five silver pieces. Uh, an aristocratic meal, you're looking at like a gold piece per person. All right, let's go. Uh, a lot of people saying upper end of comfortable. Some other people saying wealthy. That's pretty much the same thing. So let's say we're looking at around five silver pieces per person. Yeah, like a gold for the whole um, for two meals. A gold piece for two meals and then like another depends on how much you want to spend on drinks but um, a pitcher of common wine would be two silver a bottle of fine wine would be four gold um, but that's like super fine wine that's like really nice elven stuff if you want it so so we'll look at basically you just tell me how much you want to spend on this uh, meal and drink uh, meal and drinks and uh, and I'll tell you the sort of place that you find for that all right, cool. So we're wanting to spend about two gold, it seems. Most people are, are about in the same ballpark, between one and two gold-ish on the meal. Um, and it's our it's our uh, it's our shout because that's what we negotiated the the three silver off of our net with. That was our that was our bargaining chip for getting the date. It's a lot of money on food. It's about four hundred dollars US ish, which would be a very expensive. Uh, meal but it would get, it would mean that you've got like some very expensive wine involved and things as well all right so um you you uh you walk through the town um let's make a let's make just a general charisma check just to see how 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 apis is like generally doing with uh sh small talk chit chat stuff uh, 17 plus 1. Not bad, not bad. So we've got an 18 on our small talk. We're actually doing pretty well at holding our own uh, in this in this conversation. Is there anything specific that you want to talk to Sam about or ask her about uh, while you while you walk through town? Um, you notice a couple of people saying hello to Sam as you walk by and giving you sort of a nod of uh, um, acknowledgement. Two gold piece max, yeah. So what's your what's your name? Uh, what's your full name, by the way? I only know Sam. And she says, um, uh, my name's Sam Dunhall. Um, what's what's yours? Uh, Ipis Hive. Hive. Well, that's an unusual uh, dwarvish name. Hey, I we were the only hives in uh, the town I'm from, anyway. Sasquatch. Should we tell her about the Sasquatch? Should we talk about hunting areas? How long she's lived here? Well, there's lots of different options. Let me pick one. Um, let's go. Actually, tell you what we'll do. We'll make this. Um, well, this is an this is an, a social encounter rather than a combat encounter. But there's no reason we shouldn't use the nightbot for the the encounter as well. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to go back to uh, combat rules. If you want to decide on what APIS, what the first sort of topic of small talk is that you guys talk about, put exclamation mark topic in the chat. Two bread Tom. Two bread Tom. What what's the first topic that we ask uh, that we ask Sam about or talk to Sam about on our walk through the town in order to try and find somewhere nice to eat. Just awkwardly talk about all the nets we've owned before. <laughs> That's great. If you didn't have inspiration, I'd give you inspiration for that. I like it. You just, you just awkwardly, 
you just try you just try and find something that you can talk about and realizing that you have you don't know anything about Sam and you've only just met her and you've talked to her for a grand total of like five minutes and the only thing you've talked about is is a net that you had and then a couple of nets that she was selling you and the different types of net <laughs> Apis goes to goes to to just grasping at that as the only thing to talk about. And so and so you start talking about nets and <laughs> I can just picture it as Apis walks along, waddles alongside, waddles alongside this this towering uh, woman, um, talking about nets and how well, how, how uh, this this net that you've just bought from her should be really good because it's because it's um uh, it, it's weight it's got weights it's got pockets for putting weights in the corners so that you can weight it down. It's a very genius idea. I can't um I can't believe I never thought of doing something similar actually. It's uh, there's a few times that that would have come in handy when I've been hunting, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna roll an awkwardness check. Uh, wait, so is, if it's high, it's more awkward. <laughs> no, if the lower the lower n the number, the more awkward this uh, this conversation is. So it's a thirteen, thirteen, not too not too awkward actually. You may you're you're um because you are both hunters, um, you you actually manage to find things to talk about it, with regards to net. Nets. It's it's not the most romantic of discussions, but it's definitely uh, it definitely increases your um, your connection. I'll tell you what I might do actually. I'm gonna keep a tally of something. All right. Very good, very good. Don't forget uh, to type in um, exclamation mark topic if you want to be in with a chance to decide what uh, what you're gonna talk about um, as you walk through the town. Um, you're walking towards the east, right, to try and find somewhere that's got a nice, uh, nice view of the sun setting. Uh, Mythical Turian. It is now, as the as the net topic kind of has reached the end of its its uh, tenure. What do we? What does Apis transition the conversation towards? Mythical. What did one hunter say to another one when he spotted a deer? Are you up for some delicious dinner? <laughs> that's that's awful. <laughs> that's, that's that's appalling. I'm gonna give you disadvantage on your uh, on your check here. That's a that's a four. A twelve and a four. So that is a four. She she that's so bad that she doesn't even like groan and make a thing of it being bad. She just like <laughs> yeah, and then the conversation moves on um wraith after that terrible joke clearly doesn't go down well <laughs> what 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 do you move on the conversation towards maybe she maybe she should talk <laughs> <clears throat> so um how long have you owned your shop anyway it's a great little place he says uh yes it is um i've owned the shop it's it's kind of not getting her voice right um, yes, it is. I've I've owned the shop for um, for it's complicated really because I've I've had the shop in one form or another. It's 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 gone through some changes. I, I you I the shop itself I've had for about nine no about seven years I think, um, but in its current form I've 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 had the shop for about uh, two years two years or so in the form that it's in now. 
um it's a, yeah it's nice it's a nice one there's a few uh hunting stores in town as well um but they we, we all we all kind of found our our own our own niche i suppose in in, in fondurg um yeah I'm, I'm glad you uh i'm glad you like it hey well it's, it's well stocked you keep it uh keep it um looking good and uh and what have you you know uh, that was a a good question that always always a good idea to ask people about themselves uh, i'm going to give you advantage on the roll there your, your, your awkwardness check 16 that's good that's, a, that's some that's some positive con conversation happening there <clears throat> um is there any follow-up wraith or anyone uh, to the same same discussion same topic what, uh, what was it before you uh, owned it you said it's um changed a little bit since you you said yes it used to be well one um when i first owned it <clears throat> it was actually when i first owned it it was more what it is now like more of a just a hunting gear store um <clears throat> then it then i i sort of transitioned into it being a more competitive sort of a place there was it was a place where it became known to the hunters of the town as sort of the place to buy the best gear if i had without you know, being too uh, immodest about it, but I mean, it's true. So I, I had my gear. Uh, with I, 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 I pride prided myself on on very good gear, and so a lot of hunters would come there, and then because a lot of hunters were there, they started to. Um, I, I I put up a board that was sort of the leaderboard of who could uh, who could do the best uh, in it uh, over a week or a month or even like the whole year, the best of the years, and I would offer prizes and things. And then, that, and then I started selling less equipment, and people would come, and I made most of my money on the betting of um, various different hunting uh, competitions and things. And and I would run monthly or or, or yearly uh, annual sort of events where people would go out and hunt and things. And that's kind of what it became for the majority of the time. But then about two years ago, I I um. Uh, about two years ago, I had a change, um, a big change in my life, and I, I decided that it wasn't. I, I wasn't really interested in that sort of thing anymore, um, and I wanted to go back to what it was. And and I, I, I sort of transitioned it back to, to more what it was now, what what it is now, uh, just just selling hunting gear and things. Do you have any plans to expand the shop? Uh, no, I I don't think it's necessary really. I I. I don't really want to expand onto either side of the the shops on either side of me. I, I get along really well with the shopkeepers there and they're very successful. I wouldn't want to buy them out just so I can have the larger shop. Um, and uh, as for opening a shop elsewhere, like uh, another another um, location, I, I wouldn't want to the, the distance to travel between the town, uh, the, the streets of the town the whole time. All right, I think we're uh, at the end of the, the shop discussion. So let's go uh, high tech geek. What do you what do you what do you turn the talk uh, turn the topic towards? Do you um do you hunt a lot, Sam? If so, tell me about your best hunts and adventures. She says, um, I don't really hunt much anymore. No, um, I haven't gone hunting in a while. Actually, I kind of miss it. I've I I used to hunt a lot. I was again without. I'm just telling you the facts uh, based on the leaderboards of my shop, but I. I was the best hunter in Fondurg. Um I was the most successful anyway. Uh, others had 
things specific things that they could do a little better than I. Um, I was never the best at setting traps, um, things like that. But uh, I was the best hunter, I would say, overall. Um, but I haven't done it in a while, not really in the last couple of years. Um, but I, I can tell you some stories. Boy, can I tell you stories of my hunting. What's your, what's, what's your best hunt? He says, uh, I, hmm, let's see. There was a time that about five, what would it be? About five years ago. About five years ago, there was a, um, there was a small town of uh, forest gnomes that in the Giftergeld uh, that I'd come across maybe a year before that. And I, I went to, uh, I, I was, I was in the area of hunting anyway. Um, and I thought I'd drop in and, and see how they were. And they were not doing well. They, they had been struggling to get by. They, they, they just were too small of population to really sustain each other on, uh, if, if one person is out for a week for an illness or injury or something, then suddenly it throws off their whole economy because they can't, they can't grow the food that they need to be growing and they're not focusing on hunting the right animals, things like that. And so I thought it was just something like this, something had happened to them, that, that somebody had gotten injured. But it turns out there was um, there was an attack on their town um, maybe a month before by a, um, a I, I still never really know what to call them, a flock, a herd, um, a, a group of griffins. So you, you're, you're aware of, and you see, oh yeah, I know a griffin. Um, right, well... These griffins had moved into the forest and they were they were um, hunting the uh, the gnomes uh, horses, and so I said I would help them out. I felt I felt um, inclined to help them out. I felt I felt like they needed needed um, my help, and and I, at the time I was a, a little more of a a believer in the gods of, of such, but um, I thought that it was a sign that I was sent there, um, and so I, I hunted them down. I, I hunted down this these uh, this this gaggle of griffins, if you want, um, and it was that was probably my most successful, most challenging, and most dangerous time hunting because it was just me against uh, an entire an entire group of griffins, uh, and I picked I picked off four of them um, one at a time, just sort of luring them away using my wits and intelligence to to bring them down from their nest and uh, and defeat them uh, one at a time, and then the last two. Um, the last two flew on, uh, made a nest elsewhere. I imagine uh, it was quite a success. I was, I was, I was dining on that story for, uh, well, I, I suppose five years now. <laughs> That's very impressive. Thank you. Yes, it was back in my um, my earlier days of it. Any follow up questions, or should we move on to another topic? I think about this time you'd probably be arriving at the east of uh, Fondurg, and uh, we uh, we've killed a few beasts as well. <laughs> yes, what um, what sort of what sort of animals have you killed? What sort of what's your been what's been best your uh, hunt your your best hunt so far? Um, this place, by the way, and she points up ahead. It does uh, fantastic wild game. Um, they tend to tend to use more mountain goats and things that they would catch in the uh, in the mountains to the east of town rather than the uh, forest animals to the west. So I, I like coming here as for a little bit of something different. I'm not used to hunting in the mountains. We we put a hold on our uh, a topic of discussion for a second as we arrive at this uh, this this wild game uh, restaurant. 
what should it be called? The 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 deer's deer's delicacy or something. Somebody said. What would it be called if it was like mountain goats and things though? What's a, what's a name for like mountainous wild game restaurant? Peak eats. Peak eats. Peak dining. Peak dining. That's it. We found it together. Well done, psych ward. We walk into the uh, the peak dining and we get a table. Get a table for two. Um, and we get a table in the uh, western side of the uh, the restaurant, which is uh, out onto a um, a deck on stilts. So it's an exterior dining situation. Uh, by the time we get there, the sun is pretty much set already. Uh, let's roll a check to see how pretty it is tonight, though it might not be the most pretty of, of sights. Uh, it's, it's below average, um, but not completely colorless. Uh, so that would be a, a tag into the neutral category there. So as we, um, as we sit down again, um, the uh, waiter asks us uh, if we if we know what we want to order, or if we want some time to think about it. Gives us the the specials and things. Wine, wine, please. <laughs> so we order some wine. Uh, how much how much would Apis know about wine? You're an outlander and a dwarf, so I don't imagine you'd know a lot about wine. Um, do you reckon Apis is a wine drinker? Do you guys think of them as as someone who's a wine connoisseur, or would you just go on the, the the recommendation of the waiter brewer's kit oh true 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 well remembered there moneysies you can see over there in the uh, tools part that we are, we are proficient in brewers tools um so we would probably we would probably know a little about the basics of brewing uh, of, of making wine but we our brewing kit probably gives us more proficiency in mead and ales and whiskies um and mead uh, and, and wheat based uh alcohols i would imagine Rather than a, uh, rather than wine, wine isn't really brewing, is it? Apis is more of an everything but wine person. <laughs> All right, so Apis probably doesn't know too much about wine, it seems. Um, so Apis Apis just goes on the recommendation of the um, the waiter, um, who leaves to come back with uh, a couple of glasses of wine later. In the meantime, while the wait, wait while the waiter's gone and we're awaiting our um, our drinks and food. Um, well, our drinks and our and ordering our food. What should we talk about? Fancy unicorn. What do we talk about? Continue the chat about hunting. Ask if she's hunted any dragons. And then Spates's joke. If uh, I didn't see Spates's joke, what was your what was your joke, Spates? Can you put it again? Um. Speaking about hunting, um, have you ever hunted any dragons? Would she have hunted dragons? Uh, very unlikely. Let me give me a percentage chance just <laughs> no no i haven't hunted dragons before now i i i um i don't actually know anyone who has um they're very dangerous creatures uh and we try and tend to stick away from them um if i was a dragon slayer i wouldn't be running a a hunting shop in fondurg that's for sure i'd probably be probably running a business out in the capital or something um no i i uh i'm fascinated to know about your experiences with uh these these half dragon creatures though i uh i imagine that given the situation with the green dragon hopefully it's um hopefully it won't be too soon before we all have to be hunting dragons <laughs> right um Hey, they're they are dangerous. You're you're absolutely right there. And hopefully, as you say, we don't have to 
hunt them anytime soon. But unfortunately, I think um, I think as long as a few of us are willing to step up to the mark and put our lives on the line to hunt them, perhaps uh, the rest of us can sleep a little easier. Yes. Yes, perhaps so. That leads to a, a moment of silence as you just kind of both stare off at the remnants of the sun. At this moment, the um, uh, a second waiter comes across and uh, a human man and um, lights a candle that's on our table to keep the uh, keep some light uh, now that the sun has set. The knights asked us to keep the hybrids to ourselves, though. Um, she knows, yeah. She the rumors travel fast in a in a town of about a thousand people <laughs> on a frontier, and they did announce it. There's there's been certain information has been announced, but certain information has not yet. And we haven't been in town the whole day uh, yesterday or today, so we're not exactly sure which which information has been disseminated and which hasn't. Red wine, like a pinot or burgundy, would go well with game, kind of tart berries undertones. There you go then. So that's what the um, uh, that's what the waiter brings across to us, just as we uh, sort of recognise this this uh, silence at the table as the the next waiter comes and uh, lights the candle. We say, um, "So what do you call uh, a deer with no eyes? <laughs> no idea." She says, "Yeah, I've I've heard it." You say, "What do you call a de deer with no eyes and no legs?" Uh, st still no idea. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Hey, uh, what do you call a deer with no eyes, no legs, and no ears? Still no idea. Deaf. No idea. No eye. Deaf. Deaf. Definitely. Definitely. Still no idea. Hey, that's a good temp. But no, uh, you can call it whatever you want because it can't hear you. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll for that. I'm gonna see if she likes that joke. 10, 10 plus one from charisma, eleven. That's slightly above average. She, she, it gets a, it gets, a, uh, it gets a, an exhalation through the nose. <laughs> Call it whatever you want. That's that's good. <laughs> There's another silence, another moment of silence before the uh, the waiter comes, the first waiter comes back with our, um, with our uh, our glasses of Pinot or whatever you said it was. How about we use the silence to decide what we're eating? It's a good idea. What do you guys think Apis is going to order from this game, this mountain game restaurant? Given all the things that you can you can hunt in a mountain and grow in a mountain, um, it doesn't have to be solely stuff from a mountain because it is in the foothills and there are farms around that would grow regular uh, lowland food as well. But they try and they try and stick to a theme in this uh, peak dining. Rack of lamb. Do you have anything vegan? They they would they would have all sorts of different um, hardy vegetables and and stuff. Mountain version of surf and turf, stag potatoes, carrots, mushrooms, wine based sauce. Um, Apis is not vegan. Apis is in this campaign already eaten meat. Apis could turn vegan if enough of you decided that in the moment. Apis could Apis could be vegan, but uh, it seems like enough synapses are not that it wouldn't it wouldn't be an option right now. Bread and cheese board to start, and then spring roasted vegetables and a boar. Sounds good. Something like that. You can make your make your own headcanon about what Apis orders, um, and Sam orders something similar. And we uh, and 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 then the waiter leaves to uh, to take our orders to the kitchen, and we're left again with some time to to talk. So, 
exclamation mark topic if you want to decide what it is that you want to talk about. And Faust40, if you're still in the chat, what it is, what it, what is it that we ask about or talk about? Faust says, tell a Sasquatch story, but add some comedic elements as a you won't believe this kind of a story. And then I got the bright idea to go into the pit, etc, etc. Awesome. Let's do a performance check. This is going to be a performance check based on how well you can recall the story and tell it in, a, in an entertaining way. You're not proficient in performance, um, so it'll just be a straight charisma check of a plus one. We've got a roll happening. Plus one. I'm going to roll that again because it bounced out of my dice tray. That is a three. Three plus one. It's a four. We do have inspiration. If we want to re-roll that, we can. Or we can just tell the story with a four total. All right, that is definitively more yeses than noes. So we are going to re-roll that with inspiration. I'm going to go into my inspiration here and click it. Boo! Sparkle, sparkle, sparkles. And five. Five plus one, six. So instead of a four performance check, it's a six performance check. Uh, so, so Apis... Apis tells this uh, Sasquatch story, the story of them hunting a Sasquatch and uh, feeding it a, a potion of comprehension and luring it back to the uh, the town that they're from in order to put it into a pit in order to have it on display as a um, uh, as, as a as a tribute to uh, the gods and things. And you realize that like you're halfway home with the Sasquatch in your story before you even explained that you like fed it the comprehension potion, and so that's how it can understand. It can un uh, you can make it understand you. Um, and then from her questions halfway through, she seems confused about the story because you've been telling such awful jokes all night that she thought you start you were starting with a joke because you were saying, oh, this one time that I met a Sasquatch. And and then she thought it was a she thought it was a joke that you were telling, and then the joke just carried on, and then she's like, "Wait, is this a real story?" And you so you genuinely found a Sasquatch, and then you have to go back and start again the story from scratch, but you you forget a little bit. It's generally a pretty bad pretty bad story. Um, and uh, I'm gonna roll an insight check for you. Sixteen, sixteen plus two for insight, eighteen. With an eighteen insight, you can tell that she isn't enjoying the story from her questions she seems to not believe the story and then we sort of try and explain the fact that we're telling the truth and then she seems to still not enjoy the story because maybe she i don't know i, I think that's as much as you managed to read with an 18 she doesn't seem to enjoy the story so, oh boy, so um, the date is going well. Well, I'm actually keeping a track of positives and negatives to this date, um, and Apis... Let's make another insight check just on the in, on the date as a, as a general date. Is it going well or not? Four. Four plus our uh, insight of two with a six. A six, you can't quite tell um, how the date's going. You're nervous and not used to spending time with others. Um, and it's been a while since Apis had any sort of romantic interest, it seems. So you're not you're not sure. You're not sure how the date's going. All you know is that most the most recent aspect of it um, was this this Sasquatch story that was meant to endear her to you, and you and she didn't enjoy it. Um, the food start, the food comes at this point, and um, and we start to eat, and there's little time to actually talk about uh, anything other than small talk about the food itself and how it's nice and, and what have you. 
Oh, it's nice, nice, nice meal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Um, I'm going to roll something like an external check for the chefs. I'm going to make a performance check for the chefs to see if this food is actually pretty good or not, because that cannot, even though it's nothing to do with you, it can affect how well the date goes. Um, so it's a cooking check. It is above average. It is, it is okay food. Um, it's quite nice. There's a little bit of, uh, just touches here and there of like the, the root vegetables. Okay, uh, the odd root vegetable has been a little bit thick, uh, thickly cut, and so it's not. It's a little bit, um, al a little bit too much al dente in the center, and then a couple other pieces are like a little bit too soft and what have you. Um, but above all, uh, above average um, overall, it's a it's a nice meal. Look, Sam, uh, I'm going to be honest here. This is not my natural setting, uh, and I'm a little bit nervous and anxious. Um, I'm more familiar with the forest and the the wild, <laughs> and she uh, laughs at that. And says, "Yeah, yes, I, 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 it's fine. I, I have to be honest as well. This is not my uh, usual setting either. I haven't been on a date in um, a long time, uh, so it's 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 fine. We're both we're both nervous, um, and we, we should just we should just recognise that we're 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 both here and." Just enjoy the date. Um, if it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a date. I, I, if it, yeah. Um. More wine. <laughs> More wine. We the the uh, waiter comes across to ask us uh, how our meal's going, and mm. it's very good. Thank you. Um, could I get another one of these wines, please? It's, it pairs well with the. The uh, you, you uh, this is the meat meat. Um, <laughs> yes, that's meat. I, I'm yeah. I meant the type. The I meant that it was the type of meat that it pairs well with. So you you, you did a good job. Of, it wasn't it wasn't you, was it? It was that one. Sorry, I thought you were the same guy as the one before. Um, he he suggested the 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 wine, and it's a good wine. So that's great. Can another one of these wines, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he leaves. How, how's, you, how's, how's your food, Sam? Do you want to try any of this one? And, and she says, oh, it's mostly the same uh, vegetables. Just to I'll have a little of your um, of your mountain goat if you'd like. You know, you can have some of it. And she cuts off the, the uh, some of her meat and passes it to you. All right. So we had. Um, let's see. That was the that was the the Sasquatch story. Uh, Ads R W. What do you want to talk about next as the uh, as you start to get towards the end of your meal um, and your wine, uh, your second wine comes? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, what now? Ask her if she'd like to go for a walk around town after dinner. Um, once um, once we've done here, uh, do you want to go for a walk around town? And she says, um, I, I uh, maybe. Uh, y yes, I, I, maybe, yeah, um, okay, can't go too far though, I've, I, I've got to work in the morning, so, um, we can't be out too late, but I've, I've, uh, yes, I think that's fine, I'll roll an insight check for you, uh, not well, uh, eight total insight, um, any follow-ups about going for a walk, or is it the next topic? What day of the week is it, Rob, in game? That is a good question. Let me open up my timeline notes. 
This is Colonday, C-O-L-L-O-N-D-A-Y, Colonday. It's the fifth day of the eight-day week. Um, and that's all you really need to know about it. It's the fifth of, uh, fifth of um, uh, Altabris currently, uh, which means that we're, uh, in terms of the moon, we are in a wane, uh, waxing crescent moon. What di which days or day is the weekend where she would not have to work? Uh, the day the, there is one day of the week that is a weekend. It's the last day of the week. It's called Sintaday, and it's named after Sintalun, uh, the god of levity and joy and fun. It's the it's the one day that people do, uh, are not expected to work. So if if it was the day that she was the day before Sintalun is Saturday, Saturday. Saturday uh, would be the last the last working day before Sintaday. So Saturday evening would be where you'd go for um, uh, when you'd go out when not having to work the next day. Uh, cool. So I don't think there's follow up about wanting to go for a walk. So let's pull another topic out of the chat. Nah, you still in the chat? Nah. What do you want to to move the topic towards? As you finished your dinner now, um, you you're finishing off your second wine. Uh, the the waiter comes and asks if you want any dessert, any sweets. Uh, there's a few berries and cream on the dessert. There's, there's, I don't know what, what other, what other, what other period sensitive desserts would there be? Berries and cream would definitely be one of them, wouldn't it? Ask her about her interests. So, um, what do you, what do you, um, honey pastries? Yeah, apple crumble. Yeah, that'd be on the menu. So all of these things are uh, are uh, options for dessert. What are your, um, what are your interests? What do you guys think you uh, Apis would want for a dessert? So we're all con constitution saving throw to see how Apis is feeling with the wine. Hey, 20. 22 con save. So um, Apis is definitely not letting the wine get to them yet on their full stomach um, and a hardy dwarven constitution. Uh, two glasses of wine isn't enough to get you uh, even tipsy, really. Just loosened you up a little bit, but you're, you're still very much your own senses. Um, and then let's have a think. What about your full stomach? Are you feeling feeling too full? Uh, that was a four. Four plus your two con, so you're feeling relatively full. You could probably fit in half of a dessert if you wanted to share one. Banana custard. Forest berry cobbler. Man, you guys are coming up with some good desserts. A dessert each. Um, there's too many There's too many, uh, too many. many desserts coming up in the chat, so I'm going to leave it to your own headcanon or Apis decides out of all of these delightful desserts that you're really making me hungry for. Uh, your own headcanon, you can choose what you... Um, what you would or would not order from that, um, and then when the waiter leaves, you ask, "So, what's your, what, what are your interests, in, Sam? What do you, what what do you do?" And she says, um, "Well, I like to um, I like to I like to run my shop. My, my shop's probably my major interest. I, I I enjoy. I don't really get out hunting much um, anymore. So, having the 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 way to live um, through other people." Uh, hunting, coming into the shop and um, and telling me what they've hunted and things, the stories that people tell. It's, that's always that's always interesting to me. Um, other than that, I I, I don't know. I, I I I like to I like to eat good food. Um, I I like to I'm just earning just earning as much money as I can, really saving up. Uh, that's that's saving money is probably my my biggest. My biggest hobby. There's, there's. Uh, you got to, got to be aware of, um, of doing tasks that don't cost a lot. 
so uh, just just free things going uh, sometimes I go to the library and, and read but I don't really do that too much uh, these days what you uh, what you saving up for she says um roll an insight check hey not 20 not 20 plus your two inside you can instantly tell that the question has her um, on the back foot and with a nat 20 plus 2 you can take you can tell that it's because it's the basis of her reluctance to answer is in embarrassment and you're not exactly sure what it is because you're not a mind reader but um, you can tell that she's embarrassed to say what she's saving for um, I'm uh, it's it, I'm saving for uh, a trip to um, I want to go to Drenwheel the the I've never been to the to Drenwheel and I, I really want to see the capital there. Um, I've heard Wendraven is a, a a beautiful city. Um, that's all really. Some has secrets. Some does have secrets. I don't I I, I don't I didn't want to pray. I just uh, obviously not no judgment or anything about it. Uh, I withdraw the question. You don't need to see. Um, oh, that, that's it. I, I was. I'm just. Um, I'm. I'm saving for a trip to the capital. That nat twenty. Can we tell if she's lying? Um, you can tell what I told you that she was reluctant to say, based on embarrassment, and then when she answered with a trip to the capital, you probably from that. I don't like insights. Insight checks to become like. Um, reading minds because that makes spells like detect thoughts um, uh, moot. So all you can, all even even with an at twenty, the only the best you can read is just like what you can read from somebody's face. You would probably guess that she's not lying about the trip to the capital, um, but she kind of found it in the micro expression. She kind of found the answer as like, oh, that's probably the better way to say this. If that makes sense. Have you uh, have you travelled before? Um, I've travelled to. I've I've only been round um, Corinthiel. I've no, I've never left our island. Um, but I haven't. I, I I've. Well, I I don't I don't. It, no, is the answer. No, I haven't travelled. And even without an insight check, there you can tell that there was more to that. But you're not sure how there can be more to that because either you've travelled or you haven't. But she initially said no, and then kind of like hesitated for herself. She's being vague on purpose, it seems. Yes. Speaking of um, saving money, I was um, actually thinking about, and she says, "No, no, no, no! You can't get out of paying. This was part of your." And you say, "No, no I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't suggesting that we uh, split the bill. I'm paying. It's, it's on me." Um, no, I was going to say, I, I've been thinking about joining um, maybe the Knights of Kavosnor or maybe even the PEA. Uh, do you know anything about them? Oh, um, let's roll in, into, uh, in just a general knowledge check for her. Um, she does know a bit about the Knights and yeah, she knows even more about the, the PEA. Um, well, yes, actually, I, I do know uh, quite a bit about the Knights um, and the PEA. I Technically, I'm a wanderer myself, um, which you know as Apis uh, is the collective name for someone who belongs to the PEA um, or, or works works with the PEA. PEA is um, is basically basically um, predominantly a volunteer based charity, a volunteer based faction. 
says, uh, yes, I know a little about the knights, and uh, and technically I'm a wanderer myself. Um, although I haven't really done anything with the PEA for uh, a few years. Um, well, I suppose once at least once a year I'll do something for them. I'll, I'll usually be involved in their, uh, their annual events and um, their religious festivals and whatnot. Um, but uh, yes, I know a little about them. I don't know, unfortunately, enough to, to sort of tell you one way or another, but what, what is it you want to know? Uh, just kind of like a general feeling. Do, are they upstanding folk? Do they are they good on a whole? Or do, do they do good? And she says, oh, I I think so. I mean, it depends on who you ask, I suppose. But uh, I I I'm a fan of the knights. They they've certainly helped me a lot over the years. Um, my shop's been uh, the victim of crime a few times, a few thefts and things, and the knights have always come to my aid. Um, they keep us safe from things like that potential dragon in the area and. Do you know anything more about that, by the way? Stay, stay as vague as she is, Smart. Uh, I, I, I think I know just about as much as everybody else in town does. Um, there's, there's been talk of uh, green dragon creatures and things, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't really know much more than rumor. Um, uh, what have you heard? I've heard that there's um, green dragon creatures um, that somebody new to the town, uh, has fought something in the forest resembling a dragon and brought its body parts into town and others are saying that it was only one of many and uh, and that there's a mo- another dragon out there but it's unusual from my understanding about dragons that there would be more than one dragon in the area so I'm, I assume that what they actually fought was probably a half-dragon. Uh, with a 17 insight, you can tell that she is trying to pry you for knowledge and she's trying to watch your expressions as she's saying these things. And from that, you can probably intuit that she's put two and two together rather smartly and heard these rumours of somebody coming into town killing dragons. Then you turn up to her hunting store, smelling of poisonous smoke, uh, saying that you've lost your net when you were hunting something big and has put two, two, two and two together and gone, this new, new hunter in town is probably the one that they're talking about. And is prying you for information and rumours about the situation. And she's not doing a very good job of hiding it. See, um, dragons, uh, we might be involved. Uh, we've dealt with some Sasquatches. She says, yes, you told me that. Um, basically, the knights have asked me to not talk too much about it. Um, you lower your voice and look around and nobody's close enough to this table that uh, they would overhear you without you speaking loudly. The knights have asked me to not talk about it. Obviously, you know that I can't say too much. Um, I don't want to get in trouble with them. I think we leave it there. Okay. That's fine. I I don't want you to get in trouble. I just wanted to. I just want to know. There's obviously, if it's a dangerous situation that we're all in peril, it's it would be nice to know these things before uh, before it becomes too dangerous for us. Yeah. The 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 Sasquatch thing, by the way, it was um, it was uh, it was it was much more difficult thing than I, I was I think I've made it out to be it was it was quite an achievement and she says I, I am sh- I'm sure it was I, I just 
I don't know. I've just never seen one before uh, myself, and and I, I, without knowing what they are or what they look like or anything, I, it would be harder to harder to know how how one would hunt it. So I don't know what would have gone into it to to get it right to 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 bring it back to whatever you said you did with it. Um. Anyway, uh, the dessert arrives at this point. Great. Thank you. Alright, so we take a break as we eat our um, our dessert. The next person to uh, is Valiant Rose. Are you still here, Valiant Rose? Valiant Rose says, maybe give her an out to determine if she only wanted the date for information. How would you like to go about that, Valiant? What, what do you imagine Apis would do to try and give her that out? Perhaps suggest an after-dinner walk to help digest dinner. You can do a loop if she has a convenient place to go a different way. Smart, yeah. Um... That's a smart way of doing it. She's already said that she, when we asked her earlier in the conversation um, if she wanted to go for a walk after dinner, um, she ultimately said yes, but she was hesitant and I rolled an insight check and you weren't able to pick up on any other reasons for why that might be, any micro expressions or anything. She was just hesitant in her response when she said yes, that she would go for a walk with you. Um, so you bring it up again and you say... Um, so, um, after we've finished dessert, is, is there any particular part of town that you're interested in, uh, interested in going to, interested in seeing? Um, and she says, no, no, not really. Just, um, we should probably, we just, uh, we should probably stay to the main streets, I, I imagine. Right. Okay. Um, I guess I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll settle up then. Um. You can you can stay and finish your uh, meal. I'll 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 pop off and uh, and pay the bill. So you uh, you get up uh, from the table. You leave her uh, outside, and you head inside to um to pay the bill. Uh, you get there and the um the waiter uh, tattles up everything you had. A couple of nice meals. Um, uh, four glasses of wine between you. Um, five, well, probably five because I think you had another another glass during the um, during the, uh, the 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 dessert, the white wine that went well with the dessert, um, and then a couple of desserts as well. So a decent sized meal. Um, and overall, they charge you. Uh, let's make it. Let's make it eight silver plus a d four silvers. That's four. So a twelve silver. So one gold, two silver. One gold, two silver. I assume you pay it without trying to haggle down or anything. You can't really haggle with food as much as you can with items, usually. Especially after you've already eaten it. A nice tip. What sort of a tip would you like? When did, the, when did, when did tipping come in? Was tipping... Was tipping uh, sort of a customary thing in the Middle Ages? Have we established tipping? I know we're a mixed country crowd. I know that we don't tip here in New Zealand. They do in America. Uh, they don't in certain parts of Europe, and they do in others. So hard to know, really. This is I, I tend to try... The country you're currently set in in this world is based on Middle Ages England. So I don't know if they would tip there or not. It's up to Apis on whether or not to tip. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I, I, I would err on the side of I don't think so. No tip. I very much doubt that. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say no tip is expected. You can give a tip if you if you think the service was particularly nice, but I don't think it would be it wouldn't be expected by anyone wherever you go. So you pay you pay for your uh, your meal. Um, you head back uh, to the, the table outside, and you find uh, that the table outside is deserted. Um, Sam is not at the table outside. There uh, there is a waiter there clearing away the um, plates and snuffing the candle. Uh, but Sam is not that. What do you do? Ask the waiter. Uh, excuse me, Paul. Um, turns around. Yes. Do Do you see where the lady went? And he says, "Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, she went to the bathroom. She'll She'll She won't be long. I don't think. Uh, she 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 just left uh, now. But she's left her um, her shawl here." Let's say she had a shawl. I don't know. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. So you sit back down at the table and you give it five minutes, and uh, she, she does come back from the uh, from the bathroom. And um, right, um, are we ready to go then? Uh, she takes the shawl and places it around herself. Let's 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 go then, and uh, and you set off uh, back out out into the the, um, the 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 streets of Fonderg. That was unnecessary stress. It was very necessary stress. Look how much delight it gets me. <laughs> Let's scan the room real quick. Uh, look at the faces, then look look for the same faces during the walk. Ooh, smart, Carl Brogo. Uh, let's make a perception check. Uh, 16 plus your perception of four, so a dirty 20. So you quickly sort of scan the faces of the people in the in the restaurant with you, um, <clears throat> and then you walk uh, you walk outside and um, and start walking the streets. Which direction do you want to go? And um, Canuck, if you're still in the chat, what do you want to talk about on the on this walk? <laughs> As you start to walk through the towns, you're sticking to the main streets. Um, start heading towards her shop, sticking to well op open, well lit roads, the general direction of her house. She, she lives uh, above the hunting store, which at some point came out in conversation, let's say. Uh, where's she from and family? So where are you, whereabouts are you from anyway? Uh, tell me about your family. Uh, she says, I'm from a small small town south of here. Um, I've got two older brothers, two younger brothers. Um, I We didn't really know my pa our parents. Um, it's a tough, it's a sort of, it's a kind of a crazy situation. We didn't really know our parents because the people who raised us, our, our parents, they were much too old to, we think, be our parents. So all five of us have always sort of wondered if there was something else going on. But we've asked them a couple of times when we were younger and they would refuse to talk about it. Um, so I'm not sure exactly who our biological parents were, but um, our the people who raised us, our mum and dad. Um, Man, she can't give a straight answer on anything, can she? It seems not. Um, and then my my uh, we all moved away. Um, my parents are both dead now. Um, uh, they got rather old. Uh, they've been uh, gone for a, a number of years now. Mum finally passed about uh, three years ago. Yeah, um, 
we yeah so we both uh, we all moved to Fondo but uh, all of my brothers live here as well um my brothers uh my brothers my my two older brothers my twin twin brothers are um builders they work uh they work in the um timber industry um my younger brother is a lumberjack he works sort of on the front front of that line i suppose um and my youngest brother as she says this there's a clattering of metal uh, behind us that makes us both turn um, and somebody stumbled into a bin uh, and knocked over like a, a, a trash can and sent it sprawling a little bit um, and we think oh that's I wonder what deal was there and quickly looking around we realise that this guy was definitely in that restaurant with us um, with us taking a a good look around the people that were in the restaurant as well this guy was one of them, and the trash can. The trash can was at the end of a an alleyway, a ginnel, um, a snicket, for want of other words. Uh, and he had knocked over this can, trying to go into the alleyway, um, an alleyway that we know from being in this town a couple times now. It's an alleyway that takes a shortcut between this main street that we're on, which kind of like hills round, and cuts out uh, ahead of us on the road. He's a relatively big guy, and he's now wearing a darker cloak over the top of what he was wearing before. Um, and his hood was up until he clashed down into the, uh, onto the street and tripped over the bin um, with his natural one stealth. We see that, and she says, "Oh, it, we should probably we should probably keep moving." We stop walking. Um, Sam, do you know that guy? He was with us at the restaurant. She says. Uh, no, I don't. I I don't know him, but we should keep moving. It's um. It's not the safest place to be in uh, on the streets at night. Mel's still with us. Uh, yeah, true. Mel would be with us. She was um, she was probably buzzing around outside with us being in an exterior place for the um, exterior. Uh, we were in an exterior dining situation, so she was buzzing around outside. And then when we came to leave, she's probably following us. Let's let him go down the alley a bit and then go a different way insight perception check so we rolled perception check um off screen as it were behind the dm screen and uh, and he rolled a stealth check and with his natural one even though we only got a six perception uh we we managed to beat his stealth which is why he we saw him uh signal to mel to do a perimeter check sure um mel let's see she's, she's looking down there it's buzz and buzz buzz uh let's make a perception check for mel uh, yeah, she's perceptive enough to see that you sort of catch her eye, and then uh, is she smart enough to remember the signals that you were teaching her about? Uh, yeah, you are. So she's smart enough to know um, what you were trying to, um, you know, what you're trying to tell her, just like, and she she starts to perimeter check. Um, she disappears out of sight above the the uh, seat the the roof lines of the buildings around us. You think Sam recognizes him? What do you guys want to do? He, he gets up, um, at this point he gets up and uh, he walks down the alleyway um, with a look over his shoulder as he does so. We know from being in this town before, um, for a few, uh, for like a day now, um, that this main road uh, will curl round and that alleyway that he's just gone down will cut off uh, the, uh, the, where, we <clears throat> where we end up. So it could be that he's just going down the alleyway and cutting onto the main street just as a shortcut. But it could also be that he's trying to cut us off. Ready our knife, but keep walking. So we unsheath our knife, or just put our hand on it. it our knife's in a, a sheath on our hip. Her house would be beyond that cut off. Like we were going on the main road in order to get back to her place. Just a hand on it for now. 
put her hand on the uh, hunting knife at our belt. How did she react? Nervous. She was nervous and wants to move. She's quite clearly anxious and on edge. Did she bring a weapon? Not that you can see. Ask Sam if there's another way to... Is there, um... Hey Sam, is there another way to avoid that... Where that alleyway comes out on the other side? And she says, uh, uh, we could we could stay here. Or we could... I mean, there's not, not, not without going down other alleyways. Our place is in the same direction, but much further. Alright, so... Poll, who's in who's in um, favour of just carrying on, but cautiously? Yes, 76% saying yes, let's continue that way. Um, so we start to walk that way, continuing round, and, and, and Mel comes buzz, buzzing down at this point and says, um, I'm not sure what the, what I was looking for. Is, are you okay? You say, hey, I'm just that fella that was down the alley. Um, What's the situation? Did you see where he is? And she says, uh, let's do a perception check on her part to now look for what she was looking for. She says, oh, I, I did not know what I was looking for, so I looked around. There are a few people around, uh, but I will check for you now. And just as we round the corner and we can see ahead of us, maybe about 100 yards ahead, uh, actually probably only like 100 feet ahead, um, on the right, there's a, the alleyway, the, the ginnel that that comes out at. She flies up and over in that direction. We look along the street and we don't see him. She buzzes above and then turns around and buzzes back down towards and she says, uh, he is just standing in the alleyway ahead. And uh, Sam says, what's she saying? Um, he, she's, uh, she's saying that the, the man, um, the man is just standing in the alleyway ahead. Um, t thinking part of the brain thinking maybe he's just peeing is he, uh, is he removing fluid from his body he says um, no should he be no I mean like is he standing up against the wall is, is like fluid coming out and she says uh, no he is just standing and kind of uh, just standing there pull the knife out so at this point Apis unsheathes the hunting knife and she says um, be careful. What's I don't, I don't think we should fight. Why? There, there, there are dangerous criminals in the town. Do you know him? I don't. I don't know him. No. I. I there's just this place is a little dangerous after dark sometimes. The the the. They they never have enough nights to put, people on patrol all over this all over the town. Mel. Which way was he facing, standing there? Uh, he was facing the this uh, the way of the the path the the way of the this part. There are other ways to get to where she's going, but this is the main street that would take you there. Like you'd have to go down some other da other back alleys and things to to sort of cut through to the next main road. Do you know that alley at all? Which is not close, not 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 well. Is it do you, when you say criminals? Do you mean like a mob or like a, like a a mafia or something? She says, "I I don't I don't know what those words mean really." But like a like an organized crime thing. She says, "I yes, there's there's I think there's a an organized crime um, in in Fondog. Um I don't know if it's dangerous or not to continue." Yeah. She looks very nervous. 
ask Mel. Um, Mel, did he have a weapon? I, I, I did not see. Uh, I'm afraid. How well did she see? Oh, actually, pretty well. Whoops. Um, just uh, I, I I did not exactly see he was uh, he was in shadows, but he was he, he might have a weapon. Uh, ask if ask her to use her sleep spores. I think Mel used the sleep spores during the fight, so I don't think she's got them yet, has she? Oh no, uh, they recharge on a short rest, so she would have them again. We walk on the other side of the road. Yeah, we shall. We we could definitely just walk on the other side of the road. The road's probably about thirty feet wide. Give or take. Well, maybe about twenty feet wide. Maybe. Let's get this started quickly. This guy isn't going to wait forever. If we stand here chatting, he'll figure out we're onto him. I would tell the knight that the man in the alley screamed for help. See if they can help you. See if he's okay. That might be a smart idea, Cal Brogo. There's no knights around. That's literally what I just rolled for, to see if the, a, a knight had come by. Reassure Sam that we want to keep Sam and us out of trouble. Sam, um, it's important that you know I'm not I'm not going to pick a fight. Like I'm going to try and keep us out of trouble when at all possible. But it's also important that we defend ourselves if it comes to it. Yes, yeah, I know. Do you have you, you don't have any anything to defend uh, yourself? Do you? Do you, you do you, can you defend yourself? And she says. I, I can defend myself. Okay. Sure, okay. Translate Mel's responses about a possible weapon. Um Mel says that he there's a po there's a possibility that he has a weapon and he's just standing there uh waiting. I think he's waiting for us. Do you have a weapon on you? And she kind of looks around and then she lifts up her leg and reaches underneath her dress. And that you get a good look at her proper uh, hunting boots for the first time. And then she pulls out a hunting knife that's slightly larger than yours. Oh. Smart. She says, yeah, well, I, you, you've got to be prepared in a, uh, a place like this. People see what I look like these days and take advantage sometimes. Um, all right. What do you guys what do you guys think? We're not technically in like a round by round situation because several seconds can pass with nothing really happening. Um, it's not like I need to be turn based, so I can't really go initiative order yet. So put a thumbs up if you want to, if you're in favor of sticking to the opposite side of the road and just walking past quickly and confidently and hoping that that's enough. Put a thumbs down if you want to try anything else. Use our dark vision to see if there's anyone else hiding in the shadows. We can't see that alleyway yet. We're like, this is the road here and the alleyway is here and we're like here. So on the angle we're at, we can't see into the alleyway that he's, the alleyway is perpendicular to the road that we're on. Tell Sam, hey Sam, uh, this has been the best day I've been on and I'd love if we live to see another. <laughs> she, uh, she sort of laughs a little bit at that. Um, and she says, "Yes, I, uh, I hope so." All right. Uh, I see vast. I see vastly more yeses than noes there. So uh, that's what Apis is going to do. Take my hand. We're gonna. We're gonna be fine. Uh, I can defend myself very well in a fight. It seems. 
that you might be able to as well. If it comes to it, it comes to it, okay? Um, let's, 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 let's do what we can. Um, so Apis sets off uh, with Sam in hand, um, uh, somewhat awkwardly holding like the difference in our heights. She's she's like a foot and a half taller than us, so she, we have to sort of have the overhand uh, hand hold rather than the underhand hold. Um, <clears throat> and she uh, she she comes with us, and Mel kind of buzzes uh, nearby as well. And as we um, as we approach, uh, he steps out of the alleyway on the other side of the road. And then stops, uh, stops, and kind of looks um, down at his feet, and then uh, and then goes down to his his foot and starts to lace some boots. Make an insight check. Oops, that was cocked. Uh, three plus two insight. You're not looking his way long enough to sort of understand his uh, movements and things. Now I'm going to make a perception check. Uh, nine plus your perception of thirteen. <clears throat> With a thirteen, you're pretty sure that you saw a glint of metal in his hand, um, which, as he left the uh, alley, he then put back under his cloak and then went down to to uh, tie his shoes and things. You continue walking, sort of peripherally glancing out the side of your eye, and you're a couple of hundred yards down the road before you realise he's not he's not pursuing. Um, there's a good chance that he was getting ready to uh, attack or rob you um, or jump you or something, um, but then thought better of it, be being that both of you were holding relatively large hunting knives and had a giant bee that was buzzing around next to you. So he, it seems like maybe he was going for something and decided against it. Yay for having Mel and uh, a couple of hunting knives on you. I was I was wondering if that hunting knife under her uh, under her dress would ever come into into play, but yeah, there it is. He was just a knife salesman trying to trying to sell you. He was an idiot, but not a dumb one. Yes, he's not going to put himself in uh, in excess danger robbing someone who can defend themselves. It seems. So before long, you get back to her shop, um, and she says, uh, "Thanks, thank you for that." Um, it's been it's been uh, it's been good to uh, get to know you a little. Um, are you sticking around town uh, much longer? You say uh, yes, probably. I'm going to take some some downtime. I'm going to take some time. Um, I'm going to take some down to, time to be here. Um, I feel like doing some training. To be honest, I really need to. Um, I need to get better uh, with my bow. Um, I've got to I've got to do some time training so I'm definitely going to be around town for a few days at least she says right well uh good I'm, I'm uh maybe maybe uh yeah okay maybe I can if you need anything you know where to to come for it hopefully uh, best best hunting supplies in town you say hey um would you be interested in going for a hunt at some point later in the week maybe or I could we could go for a hunt together. You said you haven't been in a while. She says, um, maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, we'll see. Maybe maybe come by again and uh, and and we'll see how I'm feeling. Then I'm feeling like I I really need to get inside now though. Um, but thank you. It's it's been it's been 
it's been nice. Thank you very much for for dinner. It was it was a it was a lovely it was a lovely meal. Yeah. Well, drama aside, it was nice. Thank you for uh, letting me enjoy your company tonight. Um, are you going to be okay on your own? Like, do you, do you, do you want me? Would you like me to stick around? She says, No, no, it's fine. Um, it's fine. I'm my I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine once I'm inside. Okay. Um, if you're sure, I'm sure. Handshake, offer out a handshake, and she takes you by the hand and gives you a shake, and then and then sort of pulls you into a, a hug. And uh, she smells really nice. She's got some really nice perfume on. Um, pulls you into a hug, quite strong and uh, muscular. She's not like bear hugging you, but you can just tell from her body uh, type that she, uh, that Alia has you holding her. She's she's quite an athletic build. Um. She reaches in. She lets you go from the hug and uh, reaches into her boot and um, uh, pulls out her her key again and lets herself inside. Turn the handshake into a kiss on the knuckles. Yeah, you do that, right? Um, it's a pleasure. Um, I'll be back round in the next few days, I suppose. Um, this has been lovely. Thank you. Uh, just thank you. And she closes the, the, the front door and locks it and then gives you a little wave through the front door and walks back in, uh, walks back to the back room and closes it and it goes all dark inside. There's no light source anymore. Stay for a minute or two, see if you hear any rocks inside. There could be someone else waiting. Yeah, you do. So you um, you stay and wait for a moment. Um, you wait for a moment or two longer. <clears throat> And there's no ruckus inside, nothing, no um, kerfuffle. You uh, see a light um, start shining through some um, some wooden slats in in, a, in the um, shutters up uh, at the window upstairs. Uh, it's flickering a bit like candlelight. And you stay and sort of listen intently, and you can hear the scrape of wood um, wood against floorboards, and then. There's various sort of small sounds, but nothing's happening. And you start continuing your way back towards the uh, the tattered page. Um, you get your knife back out again, unsheath your knife, uh, and stick to the lighted roads on the way back to the tattered page. Yeah. As you do so, you can see that there's a couple of knights uh, pass you on the way back, uh, way, the way from um, the hunting spot to the tattered page. Um, you see some knights pass in, and uh, and you kind of feel more comfortable in, in the presence that there are actually um, law enforcement uh, around the town. It's just there's not enough of them to be patrolling every alley and every street at all times. When the knights are out of sight, you, um, you're you almost back to the tattered page um, when you see that there's another fella, um, like a shadyish looking dude, uh, different to any that you've seen so far tonight. But he's talking to a smaller guy um, on the street and they seem to be having a very hushed conversation and the changing some something is changing hands between them uh but you continue off the uh on the other side of the road to them and neither of them pay you any mind and you realize that fondog uh being a much larger town than shadridge has a lot more in the way of um the way of crime and uh and you make a mental note to maybe not carry a lot of cash on you um in in future because as one person with one b you might be a little more of a target you enter the tattered page. Um, you 
head to your room you uh, unlock it with your key there is no sign that there's been a break-in at all there's no sign that anybody has been into the room the uh, herbalism kit items have been left out and the books are still on the uh, side table you lock the door behind yourself close the uh, the shutters and curtains and start getting ready for bed and that is the end of that day you have a long rest with mel curled up on the end of your bed congratulations on making it through the date you reflect on the date the rest of the night and into the morning the next morning and upon reflection it was not the best date in the world but it was certainly not the worst in terms of tallied points there were five in favor five against and three neutral so it was an exactly neutral date and from her perspective um pros cons and neutral all kind of cancelled each other out there were some very nice moments as well as there are uh, as many nice moments as there were awkward and negative <laughs> moments so as far as not being on a date for a long time it was it was okay the next day however the next day begins the first day where you get an opportunity to level up if you want to this next day can be the first of five level up days is there anything you would prefer to be doing adventuring wise how it works in my world uh, leveling up is that you have to you have to set aside five days to only train and do 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 the things specific to leveling up um that means no adventuring no pro no progressing any quests that are currently open no studying for anything that is currently like you're spending your time training for the level up so if you want to do that you can start that now does sam have an archery range no she doesn't we level up but if the town's on fire please let us know will that still allow for a hunt on the weekend with sam uh yeah if we can if we can flavor it towards uh something to do with helping us level up um sam giving us tips on hunting and things then yeah we can probably still go for a, a hunting date with sam at some point in that five days we can still do some rp ver rp things during those five days it's just that we can't really pr progress any quests and things all right so it seems like we're leveling anybody objecting otherwise we're gonna level anyone object no nope. no objections speak now forever hold your peace all right there's no objections so let's level up first thing to do is let's roll our new hit points everybody um actually i should put it to a vote do we want to roll or take the average the majority of people in the discord want to roll but they're not the ones that make this decision you guys are uh so i'm gonna go start a poll the first question to ask is should we uh roll new hit points or take the average so just so that everybody is aware, in my games, we always re-roll ones. So the average and the roll, mathematically, is exactly the same over enough time. But if you take the average, you'll only ever go up by the average, which can be a little bit boring sometimes, but it can be reliable. If we want to roll for it though, there's the, there's the risk of rolling a two, plus our whatever, there's a risk of rolling the two plus constitution and everything but there's a reward of rolling a 10 we could there's a chance that we could roll a 10 which we actually did one time which is why we've got such high hit points at level four how much is the average the average of a d10 when you're re-rolling ones is exactly six so you'll get six plus your constitution modifier of two plus one for being a hill dwarf and hill dwarfs are extra hardy and they get an extra hit point every time they level up so 
uh, we would roll and add three, or we would take the average and add three. So if we take the average, we'll get an extra nine hit points, I think. If we, if we roll for it, we could get anywhere between five and 13 extra hit points. While you're deciding on that, I'm gonna roll new hit points for Mel. Mel's hit dice is a d8. Wish me luck. Come on, Mel, roll high. Eight! <laughs> nice, Mel's gonna be unstoppable. I need my pencil, where is it? There it is. Mel's hit dice is an eight now. Uh, plus her con mod of one, so she's got 39 hit points. Go Mel. This is why I love rolling for it, because that one time that you get the max, you're like, yes, I'm so much hardier. Uh, what else has she got? Ooh, level five. Ooh, boy, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. Ooh, her attack modifier goes up as well, because of the increased stuff. All right, 84% of people wanting to roll. Let's roll. Let's, let's clear out the dice tray, make it a nice, obvious place to roll. Uh, let's get rid of Mel's dice. Mel, come on out of here. We've got a D10 to roll. People like these green sparkly gems, so let's use these ones. This is Apis's new hit dice. It's a D10. I re-roll ones. If it's a two, you got to live with it, everybody. It's just the way of the world. Eight. Can you see that? It's a bit shiny, but you can. if I cover up that, there you go. Eight. So above average. Eight plus two from con makes ten plus one from being a hit dwarf. Hit, hit dwarf. Hill dwarf is eleven. We've got eleven new hit points. So our new maximum HP goes from forty-five to fifty-six. All right. Next. Next decision to be made. Do we multi-class? Multi-classing. How this works for anyone who, who doesn't know means that we are currently a four, uh, a level four ranger because every time we've leveled up, we've decided to continue down the ranger path. At any point we level up, we can choose to multi-class into something else instead. So we can be a level four ranger with a level one in druid, or we can be a level four ranger with a level one in rogue, or artificer, or barbarian, or fighter, or whatever monk. So right now we can, because we're taking another level, we don't have to take the fifth. Uh, we don't have to take the fifth ranger level. We can take the first in any other level. And I remove multi-class requirements. I don't care if you don't have the right requirements for the job. It just doesn't matter. You can, if you want to be an artificer or a wizard, you can be that if you want. Um, the the benefits of that is that you can take, uh, you can get. A little bit more diversification about what you can do like you can you can get a rage ability if you take barbarian you can get the ability to bardically inspire somebody if you take a level in bard yada 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 you can you can start to go into druid so that you can wild shape into animals and things later on blah 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 so there's lots of benefits but there's a lot of drawbacks as well because you'd be giving up your level five abilities from a ranger like having two attacks per round and having uh spells and things so lots to think, lots of things to take into take into account. If you are kind of on the fence, maybe don't vote. <laughs> if you are def definitively um, in one camp or the other, then you definitely need to vote. And if you want to, if you're not really sure whether it would what it would mean to multi-class into druid or not, then that's why it's going to be a five-minute poll. Level five is a big step. Multi-class would stop that. Yes. So you would still get your proficiency increase because proficiency is based on character level, not not uh, class level but you wouldn't get your extra attack. You wouldn't get your second level spells. 
you wouldn't get another ranger spell. You would lose out on a lot of ranger abilities if you multiclassed. But you would but you would uh, gain the multiclass, the first level option of whatever class you took. Do we multiclass with an overwhelming 94% of the vote? No, Apis does not want to multiclass, or rather you guys don't want to multiclass Apis from Ranger. So that means we're going to take a, a level 5 in Ranger. Nice. So a level 5 in Ranger means that we have, um, we have uh, two attacks now. Whenever we take the attack action, we'll be able to attack twice on our turn. Two bow, two arrow shots on a turn, which is pretty dope. It'll basically double our output of damage, uh, as well as doubling the amount that we're getting through our arrows. We might have to stock up on more arrows uh, a little more quickly because we're firing them off twice every round. We get a proficiency bonus increase, meaning that our strength there, our strength is a plus one, but it's circled in white, meaning if, if we take a strength saving throw, we get to add two to it. But now that we're level five, we get to add three to it. Same for the dexterity saving throw, same for anything in the skills boxes or the tools boxes, uh, anything that we're doing that requires our proficiency, we get to add three instead of adding two now. So for instance, our panpipes. Our panpipes, instead of being one plus two, two from proficiency, it's one plus three from proficiency, and we get a plus four to panpipes now. So we should be better at panpiping. Our stealth has gone up by one, our animal handling that's gone up by one, all of those things are going up by one. Um, our hit dice goes up to a five total. I don't think anything on this page is changing. Let's go over to the battle map page. Is anything over here changing? Yes. So our <clears throat> below us here, our our longbow will go up to a plus eight to hit. So I'm going to need Spidey to uh, to change these ones out. Longbow will be a plus eight to hit. Our long sword will be a plus four to hit. Um, Anything across there that changes? I don't think anything over that side will change. So now, I'm going to give you six minutes to decide on... In fact, I'll, I'll go generous and I'll give you seven minutes. In case you are unfamiliar with these spells, you can, you've can you got time to look them up and, and check them out and everything. Um, I'm going to give you seven minutes to, to uh, vote on all of the spells that you want, that you would be equally happy with Apis taking as your new spell. This is the one that you get for free. And it can be any level of level one or two. Apis now has access to four level one and two level two spells. What, what? So that's how many spell slots you've got in the day. Four berries and two flowers. And that is your seven minutes up. So let's have a look. How has the, how's the, how's the poll done? Ooh, okay. Relatively close. Look at this. 16% of you like the sounds of Pass Without Trace with 25 votes. 10% of you want Hail of Thorns or Healing Spirit with 8% wanting Cordon of Arrows and Summon Beast. 6% wanting Speak with Animals and there's only been uh, 5 votes for everything else. Uh, these are our winners of the round. Uh, your time starts now. Now we're only voting on the one spell that you want. If we get any of these spells above 50%, then that's the, the spell we're taking. If none of them get above 50% of the vote, then I would um, I would remove the bottom one uh, until we have, uh, with a preferential voting system, we've got one of the options above 50%. Pass Without Trace wins with 56% of the vote. So Apis is going to be taking Pass Without Trace as, the, as their fourth ranger spell. And the last thing to know, the last thing to uh, to decide, 
I believe it's the last thing to decide, is that every time you level up as a ranger, you can choose to take one of the spells you already know and swap it out for another another spell that you could learn at that level. So that means swapping out any of the three that we had before, Cure Wounds, Zephyr Strike, and Hunter's Mark. Um, just to reiterate in case you missed it when I said it before, Protection from Good and Evil, we can't swap that out because that comes to us inherently from uh, being a Horizon Walker. That's not, an, that's not a spell that we chose to take. That's a spell that we have to take. Same with Misty Step, which we also will have in a sec at level 5. So at this level, we will have Pass Without Trace, Misty Step, Protection from Good and Evil, and at least two of the, the other three, Cure Wounds, Zephyr Strike, and Hunter's Mark. The question now is, do we want to swap any of these spells? All right, poll ended. 81% of people who voted want to keep all three of the spells that we have. So that's Apis leveled up, everybody. We have we have chosen everything we need to choose for the, the level up. We've got Cure Wounds, Zephyr Strike, Hunter's Mark, Protection from Good and Evil, Misty Step, and Pass Without Trace. Um... We also have a, a bonus to our uh, uh, our bow and arrows. We have a bonus to our long sword and a bonus to any sort of daggers or anything that we attack with. We've got a bonus to all of those things that we can do, stealth and perception and survival and athletics, all of those things. Uh, we've got a bonus to, we, we can attack twice whenever we take the attack action. We're an all round pretty much badass now and Mel has leveled up as well. So now that I know what we're, what we've chosen at the level up, I can actually put together some level up dreams and things, and we can uh, we can do the dream portion of this dream date. <laughs> so I will leave it there, everybody, and we will pick up here next time with Apis leveling up in character rather than just the mechanics of the whole thing. I'll see you next time. Bye. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do and it notifies you when I go live so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.